and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here, coming to you live from summer break as my body has caught up. I think last time, uh, episode nine, when I was talking about how I'm just ready for the break, I can feel it in my body. (laughs) And for the past couple years, it hasn't been like this throughout my whole career, but in the past couple years, every winter and summer break, I have really needed a minute to have my mind and my body catch up with each other. And it's almost as if I feel sick. Like I, I, I feel physically exhausted. Like sometimes I get the chills. You, you might be able to hear two sinuses, which also might be allergies at this point. But it's just hard to have it catch up and to have this be what's happening. Um, and also to clarify, because I saw some things floating around on the internet, Teachers don't get paid to do nothing over the summer. It's our pay that we already put in the work for just getting spread out among the summer months. So listen, (laughs) don't get me started. I won't address any more ignorance to education unless you have genuine questions about it, then I'm here to answer it. But let me just make that perfectly clear (laughs) heading into the summer months. And I actually saw a TikTok that I shared with some of my fellow teacher friends Um, about how our bodies are sometimes screaming for rest. And this isn't from an education standpoint. This is is just for anybody. When your body is screaming for rest and you feel like you can't move, and that's honestly how I have been the last three or four days. It has taken a very long time. Granted, I did get my period on top of that, so the day one cramps were real. (laughs) But overall, the past few days, I have just not been able to get enough sleep And I have felt really anxious, like my heart, I get heart palpitations a lot when I'm getting a little bit anxious, and that's been really tough to kind of regulate, although I feel a lot better now. But um, I saw a video on the, the internet, so it must be true, but it honestly makes sense. So the video says that it is normal for the body to feel exhausted once it starts to feel safe. And I don't mean that in like a dramatic way, like, oh, I don't feel safe at work. I actually am very lucky that I feel very safe at my school. But it's more so like I interpret that as a safe to feel and like a safe to relax. Like you are giving yourself permission and a safety net in order to do that and a safe space to do that. Whereas the last few months or a school year or any length of time, really, if the body's been in a state of hypervigilance for that long, it's hard to re-regulate and make yourself feel safe enough to just be. Because your body has been running on such high levels of cortisol and adrenaline, which your body is not meant to do that chronically for a long period of time. So if you are somebody who has been experiencing, especially moms too, high levels of extreme stress and high cortisol levels and adrenaline it's going to take time for your body to recover and recuperate and get used to this new feeling of safety where you are able to just kind of take a minute and take a break I I imagine that this is also happening for people when they go on vacations and stuff too that have been under high stress so if you're feeling like you 
are just can't get up and just can't stay awake and just need rest, listen to that cue. And it doesn't mean that you're lazy and it doesn't mean that you should be doing more. Just give yourself permission to rest sometimes because that's how you can reconnect with your body and feel safe to do just that and do exactly what your body and your mind need. Also, how messed up is it <laughs> that in your career, you I'm doing Italian hands right now and you can't even see me. Um, how awful is it, though, that we feel like this at the end of a school year? Like, this is not normal, people. We shouldn't feel like this. This is not what life is supposed to be lived like. We shouldn't be feeling like we are working to the actual, actual, actual depths of our souls and giving our last bit of our whole selves into our jobs to have nothing left to pour back into ourselves. That's not normal. And this isn't just for teachers. This is for anybody, anybody who's feeling like this in their life. But alas, here we are. Anyway, that's just the vibe check of the day. And you could probably hear in my voice, like I said, I'm a little nasally. I think it's just allergies at this point, but I don't have to wear pants. I'm sitting here without pants again. I never record with pants on. So life isn't all that bad. So what's been on the docket for what we're reading and listening to and, and all of the things and watching? I have dove in, in divin, dove in, dove in. I have dove in, right? Okay, fuck. Um, to Apple TV. And let me just say that Ted Lasso is easily the best show ever created on the face of the planet. All of the deeper themes and life lessons that come from that, that show. And I'm not even done yet. I'm on season three, episode six. I just don't want it to end. But it's I think it's going to be one of my OG shows, like my emotional support show, similar to New Girl, where like New Girl, Sex in the City, where I can just have it on and it, it just feels like, you know, just a feel good safety show. And it's the best show ever, ever. I have no bad things to say about it at all. Do I feel bad for some of the characters? Absolutely. But no spoilers here in case you haven't watched it yet. But if you are looking for just a good, feel-good show, Ted Lasso, man. I know I'm really late to the party on this, but it had to be said because that's really just been my lifeline for the last few days. That's what I've been doing is watching Ted Lasso. In the Go Be Great corner, <laughs> has anyone ever listened to my favorite murder podcast? I love them so much. And Karen and Georgia will have these segments and they call them like corners. Like, you know, in um, Exactly Right News Corner. That's Exactly Right is the name of their podcast network. Um, so, yeah, in Go Be Great Corner, guided journals are going to be coming to you sooner than you may think. Fingers crossed. I am in the design process right now and I am having so much fun and I can't wait to have this be something that you can utilize and use over and over and over again. It's going to be available on Amazon when I have an actual launch date of all the things I will let you know but I am in the design process right now and I'm having so much fun because like I said before I am an avid journaler. I think that it has been the cornerstone of how I have reframed and rebuilt the relationship that I have with myself and how I navigate and show up in life. So I can't wait to bring some of those prompts that have really helped me help you and have this be a tool that you can use over and over again. So there's going to be more to come on that, but the design process has been really fun. And I need to share more about that on my socials to take you guys along for the ride. But I really appreciate whenever I have put in a quick Putin? Am I okay today? Oh my God. Whenever I have put a question box or a poll up, I 
really, really take all of those answers to heart and really try and navigate how I'm designing because I want to make sure I'm doing uh, something that you're going to love and that you are going to enjoy. So thank you to everybody who responds to those because I really do take it to heart and it helps tremendously. Okay, let's all take a deep breath, shall we? In with the good shit. Come on, come on, come on. In through the nose. Out with the bullshit. Okay. Okay, today's topic of friendships came very highly requested when I had put up a question box about something that you wanted to hear me talk about or something that you felt like you were struggling with that you needed some guidance with or maybe a different perspective on. And friendships in a variety of ways was very prominent um, in those answers. So here I am ready to share this all with you very candidly. And I have learned a lot in regard to friendships the last couple years um, in a multitude of ways, in various avenues of what friendship is. And especially as an adult, I think it gets a whole lot harder because life becomes a whole lot more complicated than it was, even in college especially. But yeah, ebbs and flows just like everything else. So let's get into it. I think that the single most important thing that I have learned in regard to friendships um, or any relationship really is just that people can only meet you where they have met themselves. So if they have only been able to meet themselves at a surface level, they are only going to be able to show up for you in a friendship at a very surface level. So we can't expect other people to... A, have the same heart as us, B, go to the same depths as we do necessarily, or C, be able to show up in a way that we need them to when they can't do that for themselves. And I don't say that in like a mm, petty, like higher horse way. I just say that in a very matter of fact way. It goes for anybody else. If someone else has a deeper connection to themselves than you do, then the same goes for them. But when we can kind of navigate and manage or just be more aware of what our expectations are in other people, then we can kind of find um, a happier place to be in those relationships. I have to give my friend Katie a shout out for this because she sent me a TikTok and it is, she's at, at Hello Hayes on TikTok. I will tag her below in the show notes. And she has a six bestie theory. So that there's six types of besties that you have in your life. So I'm going to run through them real quick. The whole episode's not going to be on this, but it really gives a good preface to what I'm trying to get at. Um, there is the dead body bestie, the good time bestie, work bestie, similar ambition bestie, OG bestie, and North Star bestie. Now this is all according to her. Um, I'm sure that there's other ones that can be added to this list. But she goes on to say how the dead body bestie is the person that you call when you really fucked up and you are feeling like you aren't yourself and you know that you can be met with no judgment and this person just knows you and is like there for you in ride or die style. The good time bestie is the person that you call when you just want to like let loose and have a good time and not have things be too stressful and you just know that there's going to be a lot of laughter and uh, just a good ass time. Work bestie is someone who can like relate to the stresses of your work job, somebody who's your anchor and your go-to and your soundboard in your day-to-day -day life and your career where other people might not be able to fully understand or empathize because they're not in the same work environment as you in your day-to-day -day life. Your similar ambition bestie is somebody who 
like has the same goals as you and you guys link arms and create things together or you're just on the same path together. Your OG bestie is someone who has known you for all your life, pretty much. And somebody who maybe you don't talk to all the time, but when you do chat, you just pick up right where you left off. You don't have to explain yourself too much to them. They know your family, so you don't have to, like, explain those tough relationships and go back into that because it, it, they just get it, you know? And then the North Star bestie is someone who makes you feel really seen and this might be somebody that you meet later in life that you just feel really heard and safe to be vulnerable and they can check off all the other boxes too. Like they don't, it doesn't have to be somebody who is going to just be categorized because at first I was turned off by this idea because I thought, well, I don't want to like put people in these boxes like that feels weird but it's people people can be in multiple boxes or they can be in one or they could be in none so I just thought that was a really cool theory to kind of help you navigate these friendships especially when if you're feeling like your OG bestie and your North Star, like you want them to be your North Star bestie, but they're just not anymore because of life circumstances or whatever is happening. And that might have been your North Star bestie before. Like they might have been the person that you feel safe to be vulnerable with and, and you know, feel really like held by. But that not, not might not necessarily be where they are now in life. And that's okay. Ultimately, I really love the idea of this because personally, I have found a lot more happiness and joy and just gratitude or just healthier relationships in my friendships when I have been able to not necessarily have unreasonable expectations where I know that they can't meet at that moment because life is also really crazy (laughs) like everyone's going through shit so I think that when you're able to match that grace without making excuses for people but give them grace that you know what this person just can't show up for me in this way right now and that's okay they can show up for me in other ways or we can have a different relationship and navigate things maybe on just like a good time basis right now because the hard stuff feels too hard right now so maybe my OG bestie is also going to be my good time bestie for right now we can't get that deep because maybe you or your OG bestie don't have the capacity to go there right now and that's also okay Ultimately, I think when we shift our expectations of people and we shift our expectations of ourselves and give ourselves that grace and compassion that we give other people, you can create a healthier space to have these friendships. And don't get me wrong, this is not meant to like make an excuse for the people that maybe aren't showing up for you at all because I have found through the DMs that a lot of you are feeling almost abandoned by your good friends. Um, that maybe are your OG and your North Stars in life. And I can totally relate to that. There are definitely people in my life that our friendship looks very different now. Our relationship looks very different now than it used to. And there are some relationships where I have found when I stopped being the one to reach out all the time, communication really did stop. But that's because I felt like I was exhausted. I felt like it was a one-way friendship. And knowing that, you know, okay, whatever they're going through, they're going through and just letting them do that. And just knowing that you are still going to be there for them, not necessarily cutting them off and like, oh, well, if they're not going to text me first, then I'm done. Like, no, that's that's petty. But just being more aware of your capacity and how you're feeling when you're reaching out, because if you're reaching out to people and you are either met in ghost mode or just very basic, like, oh, what's up, then 
that doesn't really feel great either. And if you're not going to feel great after those exchanges, then give yourself permission to back off too. And that doesn't mean that you're a mean girl and that doesn't mean that you're being petty. It's just protecting your peace and protecting your energy. And that, that does hurt. I have totally been there. But ultimately, you can't make people want to see you and spend time with you. And it's not your job to chase them to do so. You can just let people know that that door is open and... When the time is right, if the time is ever right, then the relationship can maybe, you know, ebb and flow back into where it was. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Because I think we need to normalize friends and friendships, having those ebbs and flows, and not necessarily lasting forever. I'm definitely somebody who holds on longer than maybe I should. And I have definitely learned that when my, what my boundaries are, first off, in friendships, because I had none, I literally used to do I was the, the professional at drowning into in order to keep everybody else afloat but that also was masking things that I was going through because it was easier to help others than to deal with my own shit which also isn't healthy I'm getting sidetracked what was I saying hold on ah <laughs> uh, yes 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 finding out what the boundaries are I literally had to play this audio back to figure out what I was talking about but when I'm not feeling great or I'm leaving conversations or circumstances feeling like I'm not heard or feeling like I'm not safe to be vulnerable because it's either going to be used against me or twisted in some type of way that it's not intended to. Like, those feelings suck. Especially when you feel like you have built a really strong connection with somebody. But ultimately, you can't make other people see your point of view. It's only your job to speak your truth and how you're feeling. And if that is met with resistance and if that is met with defensiveness and extreme aggression then it's time to maybe just back off and that doesn't make you a mean person like I said I used to think that that block button I didn't say this today but I think I said it in another episode I used to think that the block button was very mean and in some degree I do still think people are really quick to use it but that's because I was not and the mute button's a great alternative, but ultimately, if you feel like that relationship has come to an end and you don't want, like, if, if seeing their faces and their feed showing up on your social media makes you feel bad and makes you feel sad or any type of way, if that, if that intervenes on your piece at all, it's okay to block them. It's, uh, it really is, it, it's, unless you're doing it in, like, a petty I'm going to block you because I don't like you anymore. Like, that's a little much. But I think that there's a different way to view that block button. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to block the people out of your life that don't serve you or maybe you don't have a relationship anymore. Um, and mostly because it it's hurtful to see their stuff on your feed all the time. And in order to kind of get over it, it is like a breakup. I think friendship breakups are the hardest thing. They're worse than, than heartbreaks in relationships, in my opinion. But I do think that there is a healthy way to acknowledge when to walk away. And it is sad and it is hard. But when you feel like there's nothing else you could have done and you feel like you really gave your all and it's just not being met with the love and respect that you deserve, then at least you know that you did your best. And I think that if we are communicating how we're feeling and our needs, you're not wrong for feeling. So if anyone's ever telling you that your feelings are wrong, then red flag, all the flags. And this is also where I feel like those strong 
communication skills and and the availability to be vulnerable really helps friendships, especially in adulthood when different milestones are being hit or different, you know, decisions in life, avenues in life are being traveled. It's okay to communicate and be like, you know, what? I'm so sorry I haven't been communicating or, you know what, I just want to give the heads up that I'm really not having the capacity to communicate as much as I usually do. I hope you understand. It's like nothing personal. I just really need to work through my shit. And sometimes those people are the the shit workers. Like you can, <laughs> not the shit workers, but like the people that you can lean on when you are feeling really like you are struggling and you just need somebody who knows you to your core to kind of just be a soundboard or to maybe offer up some advice. Not unsolicited. I have learned that the hard way as well. <laughs> that, you know, sometimes people just need you to listen. They're not looking for solutions or answers. But... Asking people like, hey, are you looking for a solution or advice right now or do you just need to be heard? Because I can be that too. Is so powerful because I think that we often feel like we always need to have something to say. And and in friendships, when people are going through tough things, we might not feel like we're doing enough or we're not saying the right thing or doing the right thing. But ultimately, when you're speaking that, it's okay. It's okay. Be like, you know what? I really... I can't imagine how you're feeling right now, and I, I wish I had something to say to make this feeling go away. Um, or, you know, I don't – how can I support you? Asking, what is support going to look like for you right now um, is also a really important tool to have in communication to have with your loved ones because otherwise we might be trying to support people that don't need support in the way that we're offering it. Very similar to love languages. However, I don't agree with love languages because – when you're talking about love languages, I feel like I receive love in all of those ways. And this isn't necessarily just for romantic relationships, but the same can go for friendships that you might be giving love to somebody who doesn't receive it the same way that you're given it. Ultimately, I think that it's just really important for you to be able to have these hard conversations if you feel like it's a conversation you want to have. We're like, hey, you know what? I'm really feeling like we're not syncing up. We're not matching up. Is there anything that... I can do or you can express what you need from them. Um, you know, hey, I really miss you. I'd really love to get dinner or I'd love to catch up. And if that's just not met with any follow up action, um, then I think that like that says that. And you know what? There's going to be ebbs and flows just like in your relationship with yourself. And it's OK if friendships sometimes diminish and then maybe come back. And I think that we all have those people in our lives where when you do talk, even if you haven't talked for a really long time, it feels like you haven't missed a beat. And I think that that's also really special. And I think that just holding space for all of those things to be happening and not feeling like you need to be the one to hold up these relationships because ultimately you can't do that. Um, you can't be that person that's just constantly going to be there for everybody else and be the one making all of the effort all of the time and it has to go two ways, you know, just like any other relationship. You need to have a give and a take. And if you're feeling like you're the only one doing the giving, it's okay to take a step back and communicate that. You should be like, you know what? I'm feeling like this is, I miss you, but I feel like I'm not getting what we I used to get from our relationship. And just know that I'm always here. I know life's crazy. And, you know, the door of this friendship will be open. And if you don't feel like it is, then you can also communicate that the door to this friendship is closed, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. That's really, really difficult to do. I have probably only done that once in my entire life. Um, but or no, well, in friendships, I should say. But 
you know, I, I think it's important to know yourself and know what you want and know that though that's going to look different in people. You don't have to have the same person be all of the things for you. You, It's okay to have friends that like, hey, you know what? I want to go and grab drinks and let loose. I'm going to go with my good time. I'm going to hit up my good time friend because I know that that's just always going to be light and fun. And that's great. Not every connection needs to be very deep and meaningful. I think I thought that for a very long time that the people in my life, I need to like know the depths of their souls at all times in order for it to be an important or worthy friendship. And that's just not sustainable and it's just not true it's okay to have friends that you go to for different reasons in different seasons and for whatever you need and I think that that's what makes the relationships stronger and better and you get feel more fulfilled when you're spending time with those people because you are fueling what you need with the people that you know are going to be your charging stations in that same breath you also need to be willing to have an open mind and open heart for when you might also be the person that somebody else just needs a break from. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? This is really not working right now. This dynamic isn't making me feel great. I think we just need to like take a, te- a friendship timeout, if you will, um, and not feeling like you need to immediately fix that, just honoring that boundary that sometimes we are the problem. And that is okay. But if you're going to constantly meet that conversation with defense and aggression, then you're not going to get anywhere. But you need to just kind of sometimes we just need to shut up and listen. And that's also important. So as as important as it is to speak up, it's also important that we be quiet and just have an open ears and open heart whenever we need to. Ultimately, friendships do take work, but you are also totally deserving of having people in your life that are going to fuel you up, charge you up, make you feel good. And it's not your job to, to chase people. And it's not your job to make people want to hang out with you or make you feel like, you know, prove your worth to anybody. And listen, I have also had friendships where we did need a timeout. And when the space and capacity was there again and the universe was like, hey, let's circle back to this, beautiful things can happen there too. So it doesn't mean that like, oh, I'm cutting you off forever. I've never been good at doing that. I mean, I I feel like I need a healthy balance of the two. But I do think that holding space for maybe another chance when life opens up and you know that person is somebody that you need you are somebody that that person needs and life opens up that way again for you to make that connection again absolutely I think that when we feel like we need to actually hold our boundaries very firm and be like okay this is somebody who is not healthy for my mind and for my heart and for my life that's one thing but if it's just like hey you know what I think we just need let's like let's just see if we can circle back to this it's okay to back off um, and that's very hard to do. I'm from somebody who's the fixer or wants to be the fixer and the people pleaser in life. Um, I have very much needed the jolt sometimes to be like, sit the fuck down, tap out, tap out, because you cannot fix this right now. And that's okay, because beautiful things can come from that too with the timing and, you know, circumstances allow. So, my hope in this conversation with you today is that you will give yourself some grace and compassion, maybe give others grace and compassion, or give you that oomph that you need, or permission to yourself to hold a boundary that you need to hold, and speak on how you're feeling. And again, if that is met with defensiveness, and if that is met with aggression, especially if it's coming from a place of leading with love and leading with care and concern, 
usually that's an immediate red flag that that's something that they need to go through on their own. And there's going to be different journeys in life where you can't walk with them and they can't walk with you. And although that's upsetting, I think it's important that you learn where your role is in other people's lives and where you want other people's roles to be. And it's okay if those roles are different. Like we don't need to have everybody be everything to us and we don't need to do the same to them. So I like those that six bestie theory because I think it allows the space and the capacity in order for you to navigate and acknowledge the people that you need when you need them and the people that you can be for those people when they need you. And what a beautiful thing in life. Am I right? Connection. Human connection is a beautiful thing. And ultimately, I think we need our people in life. We can't just have our significant others, for example, or just like, you know, feel like we need to isolate and handle everything on our own. It's important to reach out to those people that that know us in all of these stages of life. And we can feel held by in those stages of life and not met with judgment um, and you feel safe to be vulnerable with. I think that we don't live a full life if we don't reach out to our people and have our people. It's just a matter of knowing um, what your expectations can be for those people that are in your life and what your expectation or what their expectation is of you as well. I think that those are very important conversations to have. And especially in adult friendships, it's almost necessary to have those in order to thrive and feel like you are thriving in the relationships that you're in. Is that Jane? I think it's Jane Fonda, the audio. I made a reel about it, just about like, I, I wouldn't be me without my women friends. And not necessarily just women, I think friends in general. I wouldn't be me without my friends and the people that hold me accountable when I need to be held accountable and, you know, lead with love when those hard conversations are needed and feel held by when I feel like I need to be really vulnerable because I feel like I'm not myself and I feel like I'm messing up and I just need somebody to hold that space. I think that our friendships can be such beautiful soulmates in that way that if you are, I mean, especially if you're friends with somebody who only relies on their significant other and you feel like you're on the back burner, that was a few of the responses as well. I have absolutely been there too. And ultimately you can't, you can only, you know, you have to let people go on their own journey at some point and you can be like, you know what? The door's always open, but if that's not what that person is showing that they want from you, then let them do what they got to do. And I think that, you know, there's beauty in that too in some way. It just doesn't really feel like that all the time because it feels icky. But we do need our people. And it's not necessarily just a significant other. Our friendships can be our soulmates. And there is such deep love and big love in that. You just need to maybe navigate or alter your expectations accordingly to know who you need and what your expectation is of them and if they can hold up and if they can have that. You know, we can't expect people to be something that they're not and we can't expect somebody to be there for you in the way that they can't be for themselves. And I think that that's a really good way of also giving yourself grace in friendships and giving other people grace in not being able to meet you where you're at because life's not always going to match up like that, especially in adulthood. So... I hope that this conversation maybe helped you navigate that a little bit differently or give yourself permission to reach out to friends that you feel like you need to or maybe put distance in the ones that you need to and just know that not everyone needs to be everything and you don't need to be everything to everyone. And you will find such deeper roots when you are able to 
navigate your expectations of others in a more realistic way that, you know, have your good time friends, have your North Star friends. And if they're the same friend, then great. And there's going to be times in life where maybe they're not. And hey, you know what? You're not really my good time friend anymore, but you are still my North Star friend or vice versa. You know, your OG friend might not always be your good time friend. And that's okay too. But I think that we just need to kind of ride the roller coaster just like we do with ourselves. We, we don't expect ourselves to be met in the same way in the relationship that we have with ourselves. So why can't we just extend that same grace and compassion and kindness to others? Um, or, you know, hold boundaries with yourself just like you hold boundaries with others. And all of that is going to come in time. And when you are able to acknowledge that with yourself and with the people in your life, you build a stronger foundation and a better connection with others. And, you know, that's just what life is all about. So... I hope that that helps you. As always, feel free to slide into my DMs and tell me about what you think or share the episode. And I hope you give yourself some grace because you're doing great. Shake your ass. Go be great. <laughs>